0: Warning, me time and murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here we go. Dancing around him, reciting poetry. What? Yes, yes, what? yes. Oh my God. That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh, well, big surprise. Oh God. <laughs> Dead yeah. on the bathroom floor. Did it, it's okay. Oh, Um, What are you drinking? It's your guess. Are you drinking a pucker tea, Trez? Yeah, <laughs> yes,
1: I'm drinking a puck of tea. I have a new one this week. Uh-huh. This one is uh, lemongrass and ginger. Uh-huh. An uplifting lemony zing with a gingery rush. And I think ginger and I'm all over it. Uh-huh. Um, So yeah, this one is it's very enjoyable. What about you? What are you sipping on?
0: I've taken inspiration from uh the last time we were talking I think it was you made like a cold iced tea out of like berry tea oh yeah oh yeah didn't you do that so I've done that that. I made I went a little differently I like made like a big massive pot of strawberry and mango tea then I set it to the side and I let it cool and then I added like a whole load of ice to it oh nice um what about your face how are you pampering yourself so today I've actually
1: put something on my hair. Oh. It's uh, Umberto Gianni. I'm not probably not saying that right. Mm-hmm. Giannini? I used to Gianni? use those in, whenever I was back home. I really trust them. Mm-hmm. This is a gross tonic. So you put it on. You can put it on after you get out of the shower. Before you kind of style your hair. Or you can put it on at night and sleep with it. it it's proven to accelerate hair growth and reduce hair loss that's good what about you what have you got going on today? i've got
0: another i'm the same with you like you've always got the puka i've always got the jm solutions um <laughs> hyaluronic acid face mask i've got the honey nice. one again i just really like it my face so it's just like looks a little bit more plumped up afterwards i've started doing this weird thing i don't know if anybody else does this but i put my face mask in the freezer right and then yeah. in the morning i shove my hand in to the face mask it's open the packet is open and i take yeah. out frozen hyaluronic acid like mm. and i just smear it all over my face and it's like so cold it's just like wow it's like it wakes me up and it's like also just like my skin absorbs it right away
1: oh and then i do my makeup second
0: like a slushy or something for your face well i was saying this to jar and i was just like i think i've came up with it with the next beauty product i was this like this is like a new
1: thing yeah face slushy i was like why don't
0: they put like hyaluronic acid into like uh you know those ice pops yeah why don't you put it into like an ice pop shape and in the morning you take it out of the freezer and you rub it on your face that'd be lovely but yeah I, was like, I think i'm on something I was
1: just looking up, can
0: you put it in the freezer? hmm And no one has answered the question, so I'm like, damn it. Well, why can't you? I don't know. I put mine in the freezer, That's... and it feels amazing when I put it on. It's just like, I'm awake. I suppose it wouldn't do anything, would it? What would it do? I'm sure you can freeze everything. I'm just thinking
1: about the molecular structure or whatever. I don't know. No. Because I'm just like, why hasn't someone done it? You know what I mean? Because they're waiting for me to do it. That's what it is.
0: Today, I'm going to read you the story of Trez. Michael Malloy. Oh, do you know this story? The guy, Irish guy, in New York.
1: I can't believe you know this story. I think I, there is a movie on him. Oh, really? That I may have watched, but I forget a lot about it, which is good—like <laughs> a lot. I, I want to say he's a gangster, but like, like if that's all I want to say, like I that, that might not even be right. No, but... that's not right.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Educate me. Michael Malloy was born in Donegal in 1873. Wow. At some point in his life, he made his way to New York City, where he served for some unknown time as a firefighter. In 1932, he is about 59 years old, and he's living rough on New York City streets.
1: Oh.
0: An unemployed alcoholic. He had no friends, no family, or job. People who knew him considered him to be like a happy, happy, go lucky guy. Michael Malloy would later go on to be known as Iron Mike. Which I love. Iron Mike. In my head, I can see I picture him as Darby (laughs) O'Gill. I don't know why. But like in my my head,
1: I feel like Darby O'Gill was older.
0: He probably was, but for some reason in my head basically like one of those bar flies. Yeah. Like, they're sturdy, but worn out, you know? Yeah. Michael Malloy met Tony Marino in a speakeasy. It was prohibition in America. It was a bar in the Bronx, hidden behind a store. Uh, apparently, the speakeasy did not have the best cu- customers, it was a, and it was a bit dodgy. Mm-hmm. Marino, who owned the speakeasy, he would allow customers to to have a tab because there was like a lot of unemployment and it was, mm-hmm. it's just after Jaren told me it's just after the depression. People are not back on their feet. Yeah. Yeah. And so Tony Marino's like, you know, if all the other bars are getting tabs, I have to give a tab and hope that they'll pay it off when they come into some money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the speakeasy is not going very well. Michael Malloy had the biggest tab at the speakeasy. He would show up every morning to the bar and ask for another's morning's morning. Oh my God. (laughs) I couldn't try to guess what that was. Some kind of whiskey or... I have no idea. I looked it up and it does not seem to be a drink. It is not a drink anywhere in the world. Okay, he just named it. I assume it means like the morning's regular. Michael Malloy, he had the biggest tab. And then Michael Malloy, being unemployed, stopped paying his tab. Of course. So this is bad business for Tony. And Tony complained to his friends about this. Yeah. A year before this, Tony Marino convinced a homeless woman to take out a $2,000 life insurance policy, naming Marino as the beneficiary. Then, on a cold night, he plied her with alcohol and covered her and the mattress in ice water and pushed her bed beneath an open window what so she died Dear the medical God. examiner listed the death as pneumonia. Marino collected the money without any problems.
1: Why did she agree to put it in his name? Is that not tote's suspicion?
0: she must I don't know like never I never thought about that, but maybe like he promised her free booze or something like just nothing good can come of it you know giving your life insurance to your bartender what the fuck i yeah i
1: suppose you could see how he would play that off as like you can pay your debts to me when you die kind of a thing oh and then he he played it off like that like eventually you'll pay it when you pass you know and she was probably thinking years and years away yeah
0: oh you're right that's probably how he swung it probably anyway so all the friends agreed. I think there was about five of them. Michael Malloy didn't have much time, didn't have much longer to live anyway. They could all do with the money. Just because he was 60. It's not
1: bad. Oh, it's... I know he's an alcoholic, so his liver and everything's probably messed up. Yeah, I feel like they're responsible. They should never have started the tab. I mean, uh-huh. the tab, you know? Anyway.
0: So the group needed to take out a life insurance plan on Michael Malloy without his knowledge. With the help of Pasqua's friend, Nicholas Malloy, the plan was to sign a life insurance policy on Nicholas Malloy's name. So when they kill Michael Malloy, they claim that Michael Malloy is Nicholas Malloy, who has, you know, signed all these papers and stuff. Essentially, Nicholas Malloy is faking his own death. Okay. Do they look similar? No, I don't think they had photo. IDs and stuff back then.
1: No, but but you know when someone identifies a body and it's like, that's clearly Michael. But
0: sure, Michael Malloy was a homeless alcoholic. Nobody really knew him.
1: Yeah. You know? But they could look at him and say, Well, that's not Nicholas. Who? Police or
0: relatives or
1: Yeah. And then people people who know Nicholas can see him and be like, You're not dead. <laughs>
0: But it's the group is going to claim that Michael is, Are they're going to claim that Nicholas is dead, but he's not. So nobody knows. Yeah, but
1: he's going to be going about his business.
0: But nobody knows he's dead, except the group. But it'd be in the
1: obituaries. Would it? And then you see them walking around the street and you're like, there's Nicholas, he's not dead. It's saying he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Maybe it was easier to get away with these type of things back then. I think anyway. so.
0: And since Michael Malloy is a nomad with no family, friends, or job, no one is going to come looking for Michael Malloy when he goes missing. They only needed Michael Malloy's body. Yeah. It took Pasqua and Nicholas Malloy five months to take out three life insurance policies. All that offered double indemnity on Nicholas Malloy's life. Double indemnity is a clause or provision in a life insurance or accident policy. Whereby the company agrees to pay out double in cases of death caused by accidental means. Hmm, wonder does that still exist? I'm not too sure. According to the plan, the gang were to kill Michael Malloy, then, Joseph Murphy, the bartender at the speakeasy, he was to go and identify the body, stating that the body was Nicholas Malloy, claiming that he was Nicholas Malloy's brother and beneficiary to the life insurance policy. Yeah, but he's not his brother. But he's not. If all goes to plan, and Michael Malloy dies an accidental death, the gang should be able to split a life insurance policy of about 2,776 USD. It would have been a lot back then. Mm, it's all, eh, its all right. Which is about 45,000 Great British Pounds today.
1: Oh, geez. Okay, that's... That's not worth it,
0: killing it's like, someone. yeah, well, not that any, any amount of money is worth killing someone, but... It's, betwi- it's split between five people. So it's like £9,000 to kill a guy. Yeah. yeah. One night in December, they've decided it's time to go. They gather at the speakeasy to kill Michael Malloy. Michael Malloy turned up and was delighted to hear that Tony had granted Michael Malloy an open-ended tab suspicious much <laughs>
1: but that's just what every alcoholic wants to hear and they don't listen to that conscience on their shoulder yeah. that says this is
0: suspicious Yeah,
1: they so just go for it
0: Michael Malloy downed a shot <laughs> this is so
1: bad this I poor know. guy needs help this is, is so bad Aww.
0: Tony Marino refilled his glass <laughs> Michael Malloy had been a hard drinker his whole life, spending most of his days and evenings intoxicated. Oh, so sad. At the end of the booze-filled night, Michael Malloy dragged his dirty sleeve across his mouth, thanked his hosts for the drinks, and said he'd see them soon.
1: The sleeve (laughs) bit was so gross. (laughs) Did not need
0: that. (laughs) Okay. He came back the next night, and the next night, and the next night. Oh, God. He drank constantly, only stopping to have a free sardine sandwich. This is my, like, my worst nightmare of a night.
1: (laughs) The gang were stunned. About how much he could drink, yeah. He's been... He's (laughs) He's just guzzling their whole supply. But he has that experience under his belt, you know, like you get to a threshold, yeah. you you know, you kind of expand your, um, I don't have the words for it. Your body
0: builds an immunity to it.
1: Yeah, like a tolerance. What's it called?
0: I don't know. So the gang were like, okay, this isn't working. Like, what are we going to do? So they decide that we need to start adding antifreeze to Michael Malloy's drinks. (gasps)
1: <gasps> okay. By the way, I don't think this is the
0: movie that I. Watched. I don't think this is the movie you <laughs> watched.
1: <laughs> this is getting evil. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Can what does antifreeze taste like? It does it taste a little bit like? Apparently, antifreeze
0: heavy? tastes sweet.
1: Oh, I would believe that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: It's like I would, but it smells sweet. So one night they add antifreeze and it does nothing, and they're just like. <laughs>
1: There goes my antifreeze. <laughs> <There> goes my-
0: <laughs> so Joseph Murphy, the bartender, he like, okay, so we'll start giving him paint thinner. <gasps> turpentine. Now you'd notice that because it's oily. <laughs> oh
1: no, yeah, it is oily. Yeah, I it is. It's for it the
0: paint thinner, it's turpentine. It is oily. Yeah, it is
1: oily. It's got enough. a weird
0: oily... Okay texture because yeah. it's made from like a type of wood isn't it yeah
1: something something like that
0: even the smell is horrific oh it stays with you but nothing was potent enough for michael malloy so the best bet was to switch up michael malloy's whiskey and gin to wood alcohol what never heard of that this is during prohibition tens of thousands of people in america had died from the effects of non-pure alcohol mm-hmm. so they used to have like 4% wood alcohol in drinks, mm-hmm. like in these like illegal speakeasies. And it would cause like blindness. The guy they felt that, well, Michael Malloy, I think we need to give him 100% wood alcohol.
1: Oh, stop. Mm-hmm. What's that going to do? Oh
0: my God. I didn't, I've never heard of wood alcohol. I'm not too sure. I'm too sure what it is. So they went across the street to the local paint shop served Michael Malloy lots and lots of cheap whiskey. Then they switched his whiskey to 100% wood alcohol.
1: Oh dear
0: God. The gang watched as Michael Malloy easily downed several shots of wood alcohol (gasps) with no reaction, but only to ask for more. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. And he came back the next night. Oh my God. And the
1: next night. There's something not right with this person. It's got like a Iron stomach, lead stomach. It's crazy.
0: One night after Michael Malloy collapsed onto the floor, Pasqua felt Michael Malloy for a pulse. <gasps> listened for breathing. It was slow, so they decided oh. to wait. Watching Michael Malloy's lungs struggled to breathe. <gasps> Michael Malloy choked in some some breath and all of a sudden he began to snore. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> this should be a movie. That'd be very funny. <laughs> He reawoke.
1: This guy is <laughs> so annoying to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just so not working out. That's so funny. If you think about it,
0: they're not making much of a profit anymore. No. Closer to the speakeasy going bankrupt. So they really had to knuckle down, serve some rice. Right. Mm-hmm. So Pasqua came up with another plan. Michael Malloy loved seafood. Let's soak oysters in denatured alcohol for a few days and then serve them to Michael Malloy while he drank. I think it might be denatured alcohol, is it? Yeah, maybe it is denatured. I looked it up and apparently it is used as a solvent or for fuel. Oh, God. That's so gross. So a few days later, the gang they served Michael Malloy up a plate of denatured oysters. (laughs) (laughs) This is so disgusting. (laughs)
1: No, but this is a human being. Like, and they're just serving him stuff that isn't, like, food or drink. Like,
0: this is. Michael Malloy savoured every bite.
1: A homeless connoisseur of seafood. Okay.
0: The gang were starting to get frustrated. The percentage of what each man would get was getting more and more pitiful which just makes him more and more desperate next joseph murphy let a tin of sardines rot in his flat for several days stop he mixed in some carpet tacks and glass and slathered (gasps) the pate between two pieces of bread and served michael malloy his drink and the sandwich This is
1: horrible.
0: The sharp metal and glass will start slashing through his stomach. Will
1: it, though? I don't
0: know. (laughs) But of course, Michael Malloy finished the sandwich and asked if he could have another. Oh, dear God. So the gang had to regroup. Marino suggested that they ice Michael Malloy down, as he had done with the homeless woman. That night, after Michael Malloy passed out again, Marino and Pasqua put Michael Malloy into a car and drove to the nearby park. They dragged Michael Malloy through the cold snow, put him on a park bench, Ugh. stripped off his shirt, and dumped five gallons of cold water on his bare chest and head. I don't think he needed that much to die. I, I know him. that's a lot of water. Yeah. Michael Malloy didn't wake up and was unconscious as they left. Thought he must have been
1: really out of it. Yeah.
0: <sighs> when Moreno returned to the speakeasy the next day. What did he find in his basement? Oh, no. Apparently, Michael Malloy had come to, clamoured his way through the snow, banged on the bar's door, and demanded that Joseph Murphy let him back in. He said, I seem to have caught a wee bit of a chill.
1: <laughs> That's what I always say. I always say oh, to Dan, oh, I got a wee bit of a chill no. <laughs> He thinks it's not a real thing, but it is. He definitely had more than a chill. curse.
0: <laughs> so it is now February. So this has been going on for for like three months. Wow. Two, three months. And another payment is due for the for the three <sighs> life insurance policies they've taken out on him. Yeah. They decided to run Michael Malloy over with a car. They got another guy involved. Ugh so they recruited a taxi driver who would also get his cut. That night, the gang piled into the taxi with the plastered Michael Malloy hidden at their feet. The taxi man drove a few streets down from the speakeasy where the gang got out and held Michael Malloy up by the arms, one on either side. The taxi man revved the engine. Suddenly, there was a flash of light. A lady had turned on a light in her room. (gasps) Oh shit, turned off. She went away. It was fine. They started the car again. This ends tonight. Ugh. After this startling, Michael Malloy was in a drunken haze, managed to leap out of the way. No, as the taxi oh came God. hurtling towards him, not once but twice,
1: <gasps>
0: twice God, just twice. He jumped out of the way. Wow! Oh my God! On the third attempt, the taxi struck Michael Malloy at 50 miles no. an hour. <laughs> no! No! Oh, that
1: is bad.
0: Michael Malloy's body hit the hood of the taxi, then fell on the ground. So, for good measure, the taxi man backed up over Michael Malloy. Asshole. Yeah, he ran over him as well. Another car was approaching, so the gang all jumped into the taxi and sped off, confident that that's it—that's the end of Michael Malloy. So now, remember, it is Joseph Murphy's job. He has to call the morgues and hospitals looking for his mis- missing brother. Yeah, He calls and calls around, but with no results, no information on his pretend brother. Additionally, not one of the newspapers had reported a fatal accident in weeks. What do you think has happened?
1: Um, yeah, I-, I feel like there is no killing this man, <laughs> so I do think that he has got up and staggered to like a bench or something or a park or Mm. i wonder has he wised up that they did this to him or he perhaps can't remember who who it was was there so i don't know
0: perhaps he had staggered and fallen into a ditch or river and his body was never to be recovered so the gang attempted to claim on the life insurance policy anyway oh but there was no death certificate or body so it was impossible And they still had to pay the next months of upcoming fees. (laughs) (laughs) So they were at wit's ends going crazy. So they decided that they needed to kill another anonymous drunk and pass him off as Nicholas Malloy.
1: Oh, my God.
0: When who should limp through the door?
1: (gasps) Back from the dead.
0: Michael Malloy sat at the bar and recanted his outlandish and unbelievable adventure to the gang about whiskey, cold night air, flashing lights sudden blackness and waking up in a warm bed at the fordham hospital he had a pounding headache and a hankering to get back to the bar someone brought him to the hospital it was a police officer who had come by that night after they sped off in the taxi no way it was the final straw the determined gang plied michael malloy with wood alcohol They dragged Michael Malloy to Joseph Murphy's apartment, connected a hose to a gas pipe, funneled it into Michael Malloy's mouth, and turned it on. The carbon monoxide flowed into his body, pushed the oxygen out of the bloodstream, and chemically suffocated his lungs. No! They had finally killed Iron Mike on February 21st, 1933. How were they going to pass that off as accidental death? I don't know. Oh, we're going to get into it now. I'm just looking ahead. Pasqua got a shady doctor friend to file a phony death certificate, citing pneumonia as the cause of death. So this doctor also needs to get a cut of the insurance money.
1: (laughs) It's got to be like £5 each. (laughs) This is...
0: (laughs) So Pasqua was an undertaker. He was in charge of the mortification stuff, like the embalming and the burying. Burying? Burying. The burial? Burial. But Pasqua, he didn't do any of the customary practices. He just shoved Michael Malloy in a cheap pine box and buried him. No! The gang buried Iron Mike quickly, ready to move on. The murderous crew can now reap their rewards. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I hope they get their comeuppance.
1: (laughs) I hope somebody figures
0: out. This came up earlier. They didn't, and it happened to them, and they didn't learn, and they did it, they did it again. Oh. When Pasqua went to receive the life insurance payout, the life insurance agent surprised him by asking, well, when can we see the body? And they'd already buried it. They'd already buried it. The group received $800 from one of the three life insurance policies. Only oh, one out of three odd. paid them.
1: Oh. <gasps> I got eight hundred. That's pathetic. what
0: do you think they spent their money on?
1: I was going to say drink, but maybe they spent
0: it on like killing another person. I don't know. That might be a better investment. Well, they're not very good at it, actually.
1: No, Just take the money. They bought
0: some new suits. Okay, create. <laughs> Gotta look fly in the middle of the depression. <laughs> oh, I'm so angry. Michael
1: is dead, so that they can have a suit.
0: However. Iron Mike is not done yet. The story of Michael Malloy was such an amazing story that the members of the gang couldn't keep it a secret. This crazy story soon circulated around the other speakeasies and eventually made its way to the Bronx police. Iron Mike was exhumed. (gasps) A laboratory analysis was able to detect a lethal amount of carbon monoxide poisoning. Yes, Eight men were charged. (gasps) Eight. Can you believe so
1: many? Yeah, I would have thought maybe three,
0: maybe, you know. What a pitiful amount of, like, money to to divide. Yeah, and then they all get charged. It's so stupid. The shady doctor who signed the death certificate and the dodgy taxi man both fessed up and made deals with the prosecution. Four of the five were convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to the electric chair in Sing Sing Prison, executed in the summer of 1934. Wow, so the execution went ahead?
1: Yep. Jeez, I didn't think these guys were going to get their comeuppance, but they
0: really did. Apparently, whenever they were executed some broadcaster journalist was just like let's all have a toast to iron mike yeah but yeah and that is the story of iron mike michael malloy
1: that was crazy
0: not crazy just so
1: angers me that like he clearly was gonna last a long time like they just seen a man who was in his 60s didn't have much to live but he it sounds like he would have lived a long time. Like, he was hardy. They picked the wrong
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see a picture of him. I'll put it on the Instagram. The only picture of him is... He doesn't look old.
1: He doesn't look old. In the picture. Yes, I can see the, the autopsy one. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I was looking at Marino's mugshot. Yeah, and Pasquaz young looking as well. Okay, guys, see you in the next one. Slanawal, yeah. Bye. Cheers to Iron Mike. Yeah, cheers, Michael. Taken too soon. Here's to Iron Mike. May we all be a little more like him. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: <laughs> In some way. In some, some way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> to Iron Mike. <laughs> to Iron Mike. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.